Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And there are certain guests that I, I like interviewing. In fact, most of the guests that we interview, I really like interviewing. But then there are certain guests that I have an affection to that goes beyond just like. And the two of them are very, very compatible in terms of being interviewed because they're loads of fun and they are on the show this evening. Klaus Kempen and Luzan could see a welcome to From the Boardroom to the Locker Room again. Nice to have you both with us. Hi, Louis. We feel like furniture, which is really nice. <laughs> you definitely, although it seems like one piece of the furniture is being very quiet. Klaus, hello. Yeah, I, I think Luzan must maybe speak for herself. Um, I don't feel like furniture. Um to promise how much fun I will be on a on a Tuesday. I think from now on we should do interviews on on either small Saturday or real Saturday. I'll do my best. Because normally on a small Saturday you're preparing for a big Saturday, the two of you, and uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful year, hasn't it, Klaus? Let's start with you. Um, amazing 2023. I know we're not yet at the end of the year, but uh, I guess the majority of the year is done and dusted with regards to uh, running and some more running and even more running. Yeah, Louis, it's actually, it's how quickly things go. And, and we were sitting and trying to, to dot down what we did this year. And, and when you start doing that, um, and you think of all the experiences, it's been actually quite a, a hectic year. So from Luzon's achievement at, at the Worlds, um, the, the fact that we could go to the, the athletes conference in Korea, it was one, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, we, we, we are not done. We've got a, the tough one 32k next year next week um in, in Joburg. So so yeah, it's it's really been a amazing busy year. Um and I hope that tells us how next year is gonna go. Or if that's an indication of how next year is gonna go, I'm very, very excited. So yeah. And I mean that that's just me tagging along. Luzon's got so many other things that she's uh spa ladies um and she's she was in two movies this year. She she won Best of Bloom. It's really um I don't know how she keeps track. Um so no it's it's been a good year for me, but I think it's been a, a better year for her. Yeah, Luzon, it's it has been an incredible year for you, and we'll talk more about it in detail as we get through the course of the interview. But when you got to January one, twenty twenty three, did you expect this year to be as not only successful, but as busy as it's been? No, Louis, I really didn't. I think a lot of things came up throughout the year, which were really like almost small bonuses that we didn't expect, like the the conference in Korea. I mean, we didn't know we were going to go there. And I was very excited to go there because that was the first time I was I was in South Korea. Oh, and things like the best of bloom and you know, there were things obviously jotted down on, on our schedules, but um really a lot happened that we didn't expect and I think that were really like small bonuses for us, small and big bonuses. But no, it's I didn't expect it to be this busy. Um but yeah, we're very thankful. You talk about and Klaus has mentioned it as well, the best of bloom. Congratulations, first of all. Must be a great honor to win the award. Tell the people that are listening exactly what it's all about. Yeah, it's really it's a special award because it's it's a award voted for by by the people of of Bloom and the Free State, which is really special because I don't think one should ever forget where you come from. And just having our community backing us as a team and and us as athletes and yeah, it's really amazing. And I think that award is a testimony to that. So it's it's a set of awards that the Bloemfontein Courant, which is our um, our sort of local newspaper in the free state 
um, they present these awards every year and they basically just honor people from every industry, the hotel industry, um, logistics, um, individuals who do things, you know. So it's really, it's really a nice award to win and it's really a nice function to be a part of because you also get the opportunity to meet people in your community who are taking your community forward. I think um, there's honest being modest again. And what is nice is this, it is like the People's Choice Award, if you, if you want to put it like that. But the nice thing is this has almost nothing to do with her, her running um, achievements. This The award she won specifically this is the local hero. Um, and I think that's, for me, for me, it's quite special to to know that's how people see her. Um, so I think she explained it quite well, but her award is more about who she is than about what she's done. And that's great. So you get unbelievable amount of support from people in Bloemfontein. Let's start with you, Klaus, because I spent a lot of time in Bloom. Sometimes it gets a really bad rap, but it's the most unbelievable area of this country. Louis, when I started uh, at one stage, I put a little bit of a foot in entrepreneurship and people told me it's probably one of the most difficult um, markets to penetrate. But once you've done that, um, they are unbelievably loyal. And that's one thing I can say about the, the people in Bloom and maybe all of Luzon supporters. Um, they are very, very loyal, loyal people. So once you've got into their hearts, it's an unbelievable network of people that will go over and beyond um, to support you and, and to do everything for you. When we when we run, I promise you, um, literally, the, the, the people that don't go out of their way to avoid us, in, when they pass, I can say, okay, now it's maybe an Eastern Cape or a case it in number plate because the people in bloom sort of recognize us already they do efforts to get out of the way so it's like a in bloom it's sort of like a, a covert bubble we're staying in um, but a nice one not a bad one so let's just look back at the year i mean it must have been extremely difficult to balance um clearly what you love best and that is to run with all the other bits and pieces that have gone on around the year and i guess the more popular you get um the more people want a piece of you the trick, or oh, well, for me, the thing with with running and with with balancing, like like you say, balancing everything is obviously, and it's going to sound a bit cliched, like time management in terms of, oh, for example, there are things that you can prepare for, like when we got married, we got married after the athletic season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there are some things you can prepare for, but I think for me, what I think is my sort of secret and not a secret because I mean it's something I would share any day but the fact that I really love running so running for me is it's it's not just something I do because you know you can I can achieve something it's really something that I love so balancing it into a schedule it's always a pleasure you know and it's sort of part of a lifestyle so yes it's it is a lot of balancing but it's an absolute pleasure to do it because I really love the sport not just the performing part of the sport, but the actual training part. Louis, can can I just jump in there again, just to 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 wind back a bit of what Luzon said, just to clarify when she said we got married, she meant yeah. she and her husband, not me and her. I know. Just, I was going to get to that. I'm going to so, put it on a record. Yes. So I've been trying oh. to be as polite as I possibly can going through <laughs> the course of this interview, and I was going to get to the point of what was the highlight of the year and i'm not somebody who keeps up with the kardashians and i don't read all the media yeah. nonsense that goes on and 
believe all the stories, you know, that somebody is having eight babies and they've been married seven times and their uncle and their aunt or their grandfather mm-hmm. or their cousin or their whatever. But I did see the story about you getting married and uh, your dogs were there, your guide dogs were there. Yeah, they were. So just confirm for us. So we've cleared the fact that you didn't marry Klaus, the other piece of the furniture, which which is cleared up. But <clears throat> congratulations on that too. I guess that was the highlight of 2023. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, it It really was. It was an amazing day. And I was actually talking to somebody the other day and I can honestly look back on the wedding day knowing that there's nothing I would have done differently, you know, and that's a nice feeling. I'm very happy with how the day went and, and the whole experience. Um, it, we got married on the 7th of October. Um, my husband works in the entertainment industry as well. He's a videographer in Bloemfontein. Um, and he's actually the brother of my track guide, Estian Bardenhorst. So, yeah, it really was very special. and It was wonderful. And these movies that Klaus talks about you being in, tell us about those. Last year, also around this time, early November, late October, a production house in Bloemfontein actually approached us. Um, and I know the lady quite well, um, Charlene Stanley. She's from Storytown Productions, which is a production house in Bloem. But they worked for ETV quite a few years ago, and she did a few news inserts on my story. And she's always since then been very passionate about, like, I want to share your story. I want to tell your story. Um, And then finally last year, they entered and got through to the final round of the Silver Scarum Fierce, which is a a Kaiknet festival. And they they made a whole 40-minute documentary on our story. And I couldn't believe that they actually got 40 minutes out of it. But, yeah, so that was that was one of the movies or kind of documentaries that it was screened in August at the Silver Scarum Festival in Cape Town. Uh, it is now on Catch Up on DSTV. And then, I don't know if you are familiar with this, with this singer, um, Snotkop, Francois and he made a, a film that actually premiered in um in cinemas in March this year. Um and I was in a short clip in that film as well. He interviewed um people like Liz Meiring and and you know some some like people with really cool stories that he could use to also, you know, latch onto his story of, of becoming a artist. So it was really special to be in that as well. It's amazing. Um Klaus, when you when you hear Lejean speaking like this, I know she's extremely humble, and it's so difficult to draw these wonderful achievements out of her. When it gets onto the the running side of things, yes, there's not much uh, humility there, and she runs you hard. Yes, definitely, uh, Louis. It's uh, there, there's there's no mercy. Yeah, we keep each other accountable, um, but at the end of the day, there's definitely it's not a different Lejean, but I love the, the competitive Luzana because um, I've, I've said this before and I say this with the, the most um, or the best of intentions, but I think Luzana's got less talent than some of her competitors, but she's definitely got the strongest head. And with that comes a lot of hard work and, and that type of discipline is sort of installed in our, in our training culture. Um, so yeah, she runs us hard, but uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. 
I, I once, and I think I've mentioned this on From the Boardroom to the Locker Room, if not once, a few times before. Um, I did an interview with Peter de Villiers, the ex-Springbok coach, and, and we were talking about Bucky's Boerter. And he said to me, it didn't matter what he told Bucky's Boerter before the game. As soon as Bucky stepped over that white line onto the field, it meant absolutely nothing. Bucky's was going to do what he what he does best. Is it the same <laughs> with Luzon? <laughs> yeah, I think you can call that the Bucky's of running. Um, that 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 I like. Thanks, Lou. That was that's a fantastic uh, metaphor. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that in future. <laughs> is, it, is it fair in what I just said there? I mean, and that's this is a compliment, not a criticism at all. Lou, if I can maybe just say, yeah, I, I think that's that's the right, that's the the right attitude. And even if you look at current now that everybody's talking about the rugby and the World Cup and we celebrate, but I think she's got that whole attitude of bring it on. I'll do my work. I've done everything in my um, control to be ready. So bring it on. That's the type of thing of, of uh, like I say, as a sort of a Bucky or a Eben, you know, as, uh, that fighting attitude. Um, yeah, I love it. I think, in, and, and it's definitely in there with Luzon. So, yeah, but I like it. Bucky's could see her. Really. Or Bucky's father knows. What do you mean could see her? Come on. Okay, Bucky's uh, father. I, I keep my surname. I keep my surname, Louis, so it's still Kutsia. Okay, so we'll we'll keep you as mm. as as Kutsia to because... avoid confusion. Yes, absolutely. Let's look at at the year, Lejean, because it's been a magnificent year for not just South African sport, but for women in sport. Um, the Banyana Banyana at the Soccer World Cup, the ladies at the Cricket World Cup, the Netball World Cup being here in South Africa. Just last week, our women hockey team have qualified for Paris 2024. Mm -hmm. It must be a wonderful, wonderful time being a female athlete, just being a lady, a female here in this beautiful country of ours. Yeah, I think it's nice. And I really think women-wise, but also in general, our team sports in South Africa are really coming to the party. It's nice to see how people are excelling. It's really awesome. Um, and like you say, it's it's nice to be to be a, a woman in, in a country at the moment. So, yeah, we are very proud. Um, and we really wish for the hockey team, you know, and all the other teams, the cricket and the, the soccer going forward, we really wish them the best of luck, the netball, um, and yeah, it's just, it's amazing to, to see the success that other females and other women are, are creating in this country. And it's really, it's really nice to see. There's obviously the team sports that are spoken about, but your sport being an individual sport, a massive mm -hmm. female participation in the sport. It's growing every single day. I see more and more ladies out on the wow. roads, whether they're running just to lose a pound here and there or to build, build themselves up and just for a health issue. Do you find mm -hmm. um, a bit of pressure on you in terms of being a female athlete at the level that you are, that people look up to you? And if you do, how do you handle it? No, I'm not very, I'm actually quite relaxed about gender roles. I, I don't think that pressurizes me as much, but I do think pressurizes me a bit more is being a disabled athlete because the onus is on us to, to pave a way for, for disabled sport forward in this country. And we have to be the ones advocating and making our voices heard. So in that sense, I think having a disability and being a para-athlete sort of makes me, oh, there's a lot of work to do. And, you know, it makes me feel a bit more pressure. 
um, because we are much less. So, so we are, we are fewer athletes than, you know, like I would say the female contingents of athletes in general. But I, I think it's, it's in a perfect world, I would want to see a place where, you know, for females, you, you can start talking about different topics because we have different sort of these different things happening to our bodies. We have different elements than men do in sport. I mean, we spoke about it before the interview, you know, with children coming into the mix with pregnancy during sport, um, having a career while you like, you know, kind of keeping your, I mean, we all saw what happened to the sprinters. Um, yeah. So, so I think there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and I think for me being a disabled athlete, I feel a bit more pressure there. But there is a lot of things that, you know, I would want to do for female athletes because it's also, I am a female and it's a passion for me to get girls out there, to get them participating, to to get women onto the roads and into the pools and wherever they want to be and where they feel comfortable and they can live out their dreams. Lovely stuff. Klaus, let's talk about the year as such. Uh, highlights of the year for you with regards to events you took part in. Um, I guess the results are not that important, but uh, obviously the longer distances where you were involved. Um, yes, Lou, I think um, our, our main focus uh, with, with the longer distance at this stage is to to where we qualified last year, so it doesn't really fall into that slot now. So so London last year was a, was a great, we actually spoke to you while we were in London, um, and then the highlight, and then this is where the, the love of running for me actually just becomes a reality is that, I mean, I think I spent three out of four Saturdays in the morning with Lazar. doesn't matter what happens, off-season, on-season. So that's where we do our long run. So we don't do a lot of races because it takes a lot out of you when you do a longer run. Um, but we spend a lot of time there discussing things, planning the year, talking about nonsense, talking about our brand, um, about our foundation, all of those kind of things. So I think for me, the highlight is, is basically all the, the training because it's something that I would in any case do. And now I've got this privilege of doing it with Lizanne, a great friend, um, somebody you can bounce things off, somebody that sort of disagrees with everything you say and then I have to prove it <laughs> right, which happens every time. Um, so, no, it's wonderful. Um, for me personally, I had a, a wonderful comrade. Um, so, so it's great. To also have that flexibility of of being able to sort of pursue my own social running as well. It's not that I can't do anything else. Um, so that that's also wonderful to to be able to do that in pursuit of our goals for for twenty twenty four. So you all know it was a and, great year. And Luzon, when you look back at it um, and you look at the year, are you satisfied? I think a lot happened throughout this year. I think there was ups and downs. I think we managed the ups and the downs very well. Um, yeah, I, I'm satisfied. I'm looking forward to next year. Um, it's going to be a big year, so we must rest in December when we can. I think it's going to be a busy year, and it's going to be a big year for us as a team. But yeah, I'm 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 satisfied with with everything that we achieved and what we did this year. It really was a great year, and we're very thankful for that. Tell us about your foundation that Klaus spoke about. After Tokyo, um, Klaus and I you know, we had this conversation and we, we came to the conclusion that we really wanted to give back to, to disabled sport and to the community in some form or way. So 
we decided to create a foundation and what we aim to do with this foundation is to support um, rural communities where dis- disabled sport, you know, what where disabled sport needs to be developed. So we, we've done a project in Limpopo now where we, where we created some awareness amongst able-bodied schools and we took some of the disabled runners for sort of a little training clinic. So we aim to get involved in the rural communities of South Africa to develop disabled sport there. Um, yeah, that's that's the plan. And tell me, who decides on how long the break is over December? Uh, you or Klaus? Uh, there is no break. I decided that. Yeah, that's that is your answer. Natural right decision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a break from work, but they have to continue training. So there's no training break. Is it for you almost like a drug um, that you have to get out and run like every day? Yeah, almost. Yes. Depend- yeah, it, it really <laughs> yes, yeah. It really is. Um, but it's. Um, yeah, it it definitely is a form of addiction, but fortunately, it's a, it's a, I think it's a good addiction, not a bad one. No, absolutely, I didn't and would never think that something as healthy as running would be a bad addiction. But you know, like people say, the first time they pick up a golf club and they get hooked by golf, they want to play golf mm. every single day, even though that's a sport that only a naught point naught 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 one percent of the world population mm. can actually play properly. Um, and yeah, you're also yeah. in that elite group of people who can run, certainly in terms of shorter and longer distances. You are quite unique, aren't you? I I don't think so, but yeah, I it is a unique combination. So I think to a certain extent, yeah, it is it is something different. So Klaus, I know you've got no say, but tell us what 2024 looks like and what you have planned, or what you <laughs> potentially have planned. Uh, Louis, so yeah, so as uh, I think this will sort of be my starting line going forward. I'm turning 40 next year, so at this stage, my goal is just to keep up with Luzon. So I will probably have to do a, a few extra sessions that uh, that's not on the books, um, just to make sure that I am fit. That I think I'm going to try to start eating right and making sure I hydrate correctly. So all of those things that I normally tell other people to do, I, I I'm probably going to have to start doing it myself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited. Apparently, my medical aide said if I'm over 40, I can get a prostate check for free. Oh. So, so at least there's one, there's one bonus uh, of, of turning 40 next year. And just so you know that they now can do it through a blood test. They don't do it the way they used to do it. So I just want you to know that. That's a good thing. Um, I'm, I'm, old, I'm old school, Louis, so I'll go for the, for the, <laughs> for the physical visit. <laughs> Uh, I think you can remember that when you're 10 or 15 kilometers away from the finish line and you're starting to feel a bit tired, Lejean, you can just mention to him about the prostate test. Lejean, for you... Remember I know what we, you said. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I've got it recorded here. I know Klaus says a lot about you and he's quite right in whatever he does and how humble, etc., etc. But I'm sure you've got even though he will be listening, but I'm sure you've got some great words about him. I mean, what a, what a friend, what a, what a mentor, what a guy who can put up with everything that he has to with you. No, of course. He is really like a brother to me. Um, like you say, you know, he is a, a friend, but also a mentor. It's nice to have somebody to look up to and who you can ask any advice from. It's Klaus is really a comfortable person. So you, you can really, I feel I can ask him anything, which a nice relationship to have. Um, and yeah, no, oh, he's, he's really, he's been such a 
big part of my life for so long. I really can't imagine my life without him and his family. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's really amazing. What, what you didn't mention was he's a much, much older kind of brother than to you, eh? <laughs> yeah, but he's also a Lord Lamiki, so he knows how that feels. So, <laughs> yeah, he is, he is a nice, much older brother. So a lot of life experience there that I can tap into. I've always wanted a brother, so it's a plaisir, Yeah, just feel loved for now, okay? Just next year's another year. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> you are always such fun to talk to, and I'm sure we're going to bump into each other in the very near future, whether it be at Two Oceans or wherever it might be. Um, for Thank both you. of you, a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy New Year. I know middle of November, um, but until next time, thank you so much for being with us on the show. Thank you, and thank you so much for having us. Um, it's really always a pleasure to chat to you. You're so much fun, and you've always got so much energy. Um, and you're a blessed festive season for you and Nick as well. Um, thank you for, for being such such loyal supporters for us. We really do appreciate you, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the year and of the upcoming year. Thanks, Dizar. Now, Klaus, you've got to beat that. Come now, boost my ego. And <laughs> now, I've, 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 I've got a T-shirt on that says what she said. So, um, no, but really, guys, thank you very much, um, uh, Louis, Nick, um, and uh, that guy, Productions. You guys are doing amazing work, and, and I, I, we can see the traction that, that's building in your brand, um, and we are so honored to be part of it. So, thank you very much, and we're looking forward to a great 2024 for you as well. Thank you. I love the way Klaus has just got a T-shirt on and it says, that's what she said. I wonder if he's <laughs> sort of saying that to you, or he meant, that's what you said. No, I think he's Johnny. saying that to me. <laughs> guys, thank you so um, much. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you, guys. Fantastic having you on Bye. from the boardroom to the locker room. I hope you've enjoyed listening to what I call my kind of Laurel and Hardy couple on our. And thank you for joining us. Be kind to each other. Until next time. Bye for now.